it would take like a whole book to answer this question, which is why, which is essentially my second book. So you're going to have to read it. Okay. It's called Why the Law of Attraction Works for Some People, But Not But not for you. (laughs) I know your book title. (laughs) Welcome to the Finding Your Shine podcast, hosted by best friends, Nina Boyce and Liz Garster. Enjoy a dose of Monday motivation each week as we interview people lighting up the communities of health and wellness, spirituality, and personal growth. Wherever you are on your journey to health, happiness, and self-love, our real and authentic conversations with guests will keep you inspired and empowered. And keep you laughing too. Thanks for listening. We're honored to join you in finding your shine. Hey everyone, welcome back to a new episode of the podcast. Today, you are going to be hearing from Kelsey Aida, who is my friend that I met um, actually only a few months ago, which is crazy. She's my neighbor. She lives here in Columbus and she is a manifesting and self-love expert. And she has a really amazing story of going through her own few years of living with some clinical depression and how she overcame that depression, learned all about self-love, manifesting, um, connecting to universal energy and how it truly transformed and changed her life. And now what she does is she teaches, um, she has courses, she's an author, she has a rockin' blog and Instagram account, and she does this full-time as her her full-time work. So we're really excited to bring her on to inspire you guys and to really make the idea of self-love and the almost like out there idea of manifestation, really practical and realistic for everybody. Definitely. So you'll hear in this episode, I don't, we decided at the end not to call me a skeptic. We decided to call me curious, but I like (laughs) in particular, like I know it's hard to, especially when things are really tough. Like if you have a really big goal, like I want to manifest a hundred thousand dollars to start my business. Like that seems to me, like it can really feel impossible because I'm like, I'm not going to just sit there and be like, okay, universe, like I believe I can have a hundred thousand dollars and like little cash, like the emoji, like the cash with the wings, like flies in and it's like, (laughs) here I am. Like that's a big jump to make. So I definitely agree, Nina, that if you're, when you hear about things like law of attraction or manifestation, you're like, okay, well, you know, I'll just call my fairy godmother and be babbity boo. (laughs) Like I have whatever I want. Babbity babbity boo in it. We just, we kind of cover about how it looks like from a practical standpoint and the work that you have to put in to get there because there is work that you have to put in to get the things you want. Absolutely. I think that the really big takeaway from this episode is that you're a co-creator, right? It's not just Mm -hmm. the universe. I mean, of course the universe has a plan for you, but also you're really co-creating this life and the energy that you're putting towards what you want makes a difference. So I can't wait for you guys to get into this episode with Kelsey. And before we head into the episode, know to stick around because we are going to be talking about how you can get access to her course, um, Radical Self-Love, that is launching next week. And also, you now have access to early bird tickets. I mean, you've had access to early bird tickets. We're going to say it's new. You now have access to early bird tickets. To the early bird tickets for our conference, Empowered Voice. And you will only have access to those early bird tickets until May 31st. So make sure that you hop on those early bird spots if you are interested in coming to our conference on September 21st. And now let's go ahead and get hopping into this interview with Kelsey Aida. Hey, Finding Your Shine listeners. Thanks so much for joining us for a new episode of the podcast. Today, we are talking to my good friend, Kelsey Aida, who I met, honestly, I think only a few months ago. I think, if I'm I'm correct here. Um, My friend, Annette, our mutual friend, Annette, told us to link up because we had a ton in common as far as loving tarot cards and universal energy and the psychic world and all of that quote unquote woo-woo stuff. Um, So we met for lunch and we totally hit it off and we've been friends since. And we were so excited. Me and Liz are so excited to have her on the podcast to talk all about radical self-love and manifestation and all of that good stuff. So Kelsey, thank you so much for joining us and being on the podcast today. Yes. Thank you for having me. It's going to be awesome. 
You're welcome. Well, can you tell our listeners a little bit about how you got started in this work and a little bit about your story? Yeah. So essentially, I'm a self-helpy slash spiritual slash inspirational blogger and author. And I teach people how to own their power and win at life, which these days basically encompasses a lot of manifesting, the law of attraction, positive mindset, self-love, self-care. Basically, I teach people how to raise their vibrations so they can become a magnet to the life that they want. So that's my thing. And I kind of got started in it because a while back when I was in high school, I became severely depressed and I was stuck in that like funk for about three years. And when I was able to finally like climb out, I became really obsessed with self-help and positive psychology and spirituality and everything that I could get my hands on that would make me feel better, whether it was podcasts or books or courses or anything. And when it started working and I did start feeling better, I was like, oh my gosh, everybody needs to know these things about life because it's so helpful. And so I just went into like teacher mode and I was like, I'm going to write a book. Like, I don't know if everyone just thinks they're going to write books when they get inspired (laughs) about something, but that's like the mode that I go into. So I was like, I'm going to write a book. And then I was like, oh crap, no one's going to read it because I don't have like a following. I'm not known for this. So that's when I built my blog and kind of just started from there. And that was a few years ago. And now I'm just blogging on KelseyAda.com, working on my second book and launching a new course soon. Awesome. So exciting. And you, so you started with zero following and now your blog and your Instagram has just grown so much. Was there anything, I mean, you were just, you manifested it probably, right? You were just like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> yes. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to grow a blog. And it's, I mean, it's your full-time career now. Yeah. I think the intention and the consistency is really what helped it to grow. Yeah. So my question on manifestation is how do you, in the work that you do, like when I look at manifesting things, cause it's not that I'm anti-manifestation. I just uh-huh. tend to be like a pretty practical human being. Which sometimes yeah, can you're more of a, a realist. Right. A lot of times, like I see roadblocks that are like very real roadblocks in the way between mm-hmm. what I'm doing and what I want to do. Or like I think of like from a financial standpoint, because I'm working on becoming a financial coach, I think I hear a lot of people mm-hmm. say, like, oh, just like manifest money and you have money. And I think about like, well, what if you mm-hmm. live in poverty and are working three part-time jobs and take the bus to the grocery store? Like, is it Is it really that you just manifest money or is it like a bad situation? So what do you have to say to counter some of the like real life roadblocks that can, that are very real? Like they're there. Yeah, this is a really good question. So the first thing to know is that anything is possible for anyone, but the how is always going to be different. So like, for example, if you're like, oh, I need to manifest however much money it's probably not just going to fall from the sky. Probably what's going to happen is the next day or whenever you're in alignment and you're feeling good, feeling high vibe, you're going to get that idea for that business that you're going to start. Then you're going to work on the business and then the money's going to come that way. Or you're going to be like, I need this type of money. And then you get a check in the mail from like a company that used to work for that got sued and there was some class action lawsuit. And it's like the exact amount of money that you needed. Like that's happened to me multiple times, (laughs) like random and money can come in all ways, not just from working, but what usually happens is like, it's a co-creation. So it's not just like you ask and you just get it. Like sometimes it is like that, but sometimes it's more of a process where you ask and then you have to take the steps to get it. Like you'll be inspired. You'll be shown the path of how to achieve what you're wanting. Gotcha. Does that yeah, make sense? That does make sense. Thank so you. So it's not always like instant. Mm-hmm. It depends like case by case. It can be for sure. Like miracles can happen all the time. But um, if that's not really your mindset, like just know that a lot of times it's not like that. It's like, okay, I'm asking for this thing. So I might experience the opposite of it first because that's going to grow my desire, which is going to make the manifestation stronger and like faster. Does that make yeah. sense? So sometimes you have to go backwards before you go forwards, or sometimes you'll be inspired step by step in order to achieve the manifestation, and you are a big part of the process. So, do you, how important is it that you truly believe when you're asking for those things? You actually believe that it can happen. Is it like if you ask, but you don't really believe, then you shall not receive? Like, is that how it goes? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the general consensus, but I actually believe different. So 
in my experience, when you believe that what you want is possible, it will happen easier because when you're in a state of belief, you're not resisting it. Mm-hmm. When you're in a state of disbelief, you're carrying resistance in your body, in your energy, in your vibration. And so the universe like agrees with everything that you believe. So if you believe that money is very hard to come by and you have to work your ass off just to make a pretty penny, then that's going to become your reality because the universe is like, you're the master, whatever you say, that's what we're going to make your experience. Like it's always proving your beliefs true. Hmm. So in that sense, I would say, yeah, it's really important to believe. But there are plenty of instances where people didn't believe they could do things and they did things. Like Barack Obama and Michelle Obama always talk about how they didn't think he could fucking become the president, but he did. So like anything is possible, you know, you don't necessarily have to believe, but it definitely helps release resistance when you do so that it can come faster. Makes sense. This reminds me of like, okay, say you're having a bad day, right? So you're, you get up, you're angry, um, you stub your toe because you're rushing around and then you're pissed because you stub your toe. You hop into the car with like negative energy and you accidentally like pinch your finger in the door and you're like, oh, and then you're driving and there's a ton of traffic and someone cuts you off and you're like, my gosh. And then you walk into work late and like all of a sudden your entire day has snowballed and you're like, this is a shitty day. But then, <laughs> but That's then, like and you day. can be like, <laughs> yeah, right. And then you can just think like, the universe is just throwing a really shitty day at me. And I think about this a lot actually with my husband because he'll tend to jump on a little a little negative thing and then he gets kind of in that mode of like, it's like an like aggressive mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, ugh. And then, but I think about, you know what? Like, what if you just stubbed your toe and you were like, oh, that really hurt. All right, well, it's fine. I'll be okay. Then you walk out the door, you hop into your car, you close the door. There's a little bit of traffic and you're like, this kind of sucks. Someone cuts you off and you're like, You know, and then you like walk into, it's all about like the energy you put towards things. And so that's how I relate to manifesting. For people that I think are realists, it's like, think about it that way. It's all about the energy. So if you truly believe it's going to happen, then you're going to feel inspired to start your business. Then you're going to feel inspired to take the risk. Then you're going to take aligned action to do the steps you need to do to get to where you need to go. And that's just purely energy. That's just Mm -hmm. mindset. It's not magic. Although I do feel there is a magical element to it. (laughs) And two more things that I want to touch on because you inspired this. So like, first of all, the example that you were giving is like perfect because everyone can relate to having one of those days, you know, where it's just spiraling and you're like, the universe is conspiring against me. (laughs) But really you're like manifesting worse and worse things because your point of attraction keeps getting lower and lower. You keep getting more and more angry. So you're just a vibrational match to more experiences that make you angry. But on the other sense, like when you're having days like that and you know about the law of attraction, like you got to not blame yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so tip number one, don't blame yourself when you're having shitty days and you feel like you're attracting shitty stuff. Like yesterday when my computer got stolen, I could easily be like, I fucking manifested this because I was having a bad day and I didn't have a good attitude, blah, 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 whatever. So spiel number one, don't be hard on yourself because law of attraction people can definitely make you feel like you're so responsible for your life that mm-hmm. like you make bad things happen. And that's not what I'm here to teach. Also... I think it's really important to remember that our life is literally a series of experiences through, filtered through our perception. So like the perception in the first example you gave was a really heavy, negative, angry one. And in the second example, that person went through the same exact day, but their perception was a little bit different. So they felt better about their life. So Mm -hmm. really, this doesn't really have that much to do with manifesting, but it does because when you change your perception, the things that you look at change. Which brings me to my next point, which was for all the skeptics out there, everything that happens with manifesting in the law of attraction can and has been explained by quantum physics. So if you're like a science person, like read the books about that because it's really cool. Like there's a lot of experiments out there where they've proven that our thoughts like manipulate and influence like atoms and particles and energy. So our intention influences physical stuff. So that explains how manifesting works on like a scientific thing. But the funny thing is like even quantum physicists can't agree on what quantum physics is or like what's true about it. So really everyone's just trying to figure out how and why it works, but that's not it's even the important It's this magical part. entity. Like that's, well, what it, like, that's what we're not supposed to understand, I don't think. It's like, <laughs> I think it's what like is this we're force? trying to understand something forcefully from our small limited human perception, mm-hmm. but it's something that's bigger than us. 
Yeah. So I, that's why I like to explain it in a more spiritual sense, but I also like the scientific too. I believe that science is just a way to explain spiritual stuff because it Girl, doesn't that. happen oh, I've been in our thinking world about that. and yes. people don't understand it. So they're like, okay, let's figure out how it is. Why is it like this? I want to know. Like, we're curious. That's the amazing thing about humans is like, we like to figure things out and we like to know and learn. And so to me, science is not separate from spirituality. It's actually a way to study it. Did you see the documentary Heal? That. Have you watched it yet? No. On Netflix. You need to, it has a huge, <laughs> like the whole first half is about that quantum physics law of attraction connection. Love it. So love it. Love to check love it out. It. It's very, that was my um, Thursday night entertainment right there. It was so. <laughs> love it. <laughs> yeah. Highly recommend Heal to anybody that is interested in this sort of stuff. And what the other cool thing about Heal that relates to all of this is I think everybody in there was a doctor. Like mm-hmm. they had gone through medical school and what they found. And just side note, this is something I learned when I went through my health coaching certification was how many doctors went through the typical Western track, you know, medical system but later realized the element that was missing was this spiritual, energetic manifestation piece and belief system towards healing and how you need to incorporate both. both. Like, of course, if this is on a sidebar, but I'm going to go there anyway. Like, of course, if you get in an accident (laughs) and your body has gone through severe trauma, like take me to the hospital, put me under the machines and give me some medicine. (laughs) So like I can feel okay. But then at the same point, there's the element of when miracles happen, you know, where people inwardly believe like I'm, I'm going to get better or I'm going to heal or, you know, and you, and you, combine them all. And yeah, I think like thinking of science and manifesting in that way and spirituality in that way is so point, so spot on. Yeah. And to give a story to back up what you just said, that's how I healed from depression. I didn't use any drugs to become undepressed. I didn't do anything like that because the reason why I became depressed in the first place was because I got on birth control and so I was we like, had a conversation about yes, that. I was like, <laughs> no drugs, no thank you. This is like ruining me. And so I just was like, universe, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Like, I can't do this. I don't want to. Like, it's either I'm going to end my life or I'm going to get better. And I would rather at least just try to get better. So then it was like, everything just lined up perfectly. I was seeing a therapist. She was helping me like verbally, but she wasn't prescribing me anything, obviously, because I told her like, no, I don't want anything. And so she said, go and see this guy. He can prescribe you something holistic, like St. John's Wort or something like that to help with your mood. And I was like, okay. So I go to him and I'm telling him the problems and stuff. And he just looked at me and he was like, well, you know, not to like discredit what you're saying or how you're feeling. But to me, it seems like you're a really strong woman and it seems like you're on the tail end of it. And it seems like you're not actually that depressed to me. And then when he told me that, I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. Like I am Mm. on the tail end of it. I am a strong woman. Like I am becoming less and less depressed. And that guy telling me that was enough for me to start believing it more to start getting better. And then, yes. And then like a few weeks later, a friend came into the salon because I used to be a hairstylist and own a salon. And she was like telling me about this gratitude journal that she had and how it was like the best thing ever. And I was like, maybe I should start doing this gratitude thing. And then I started that. And three weeks later, I was like cured. I felt happier than I had felt before I was even depressed. And so the universe lined everything up to help me once I decided to help myself. You know? Yeah. Just out of curiosity, so that's how it works. do you remember what gratitude mm-hmm. journal it is? Because I'm always curious. It's just only a practice. So you oh, can it's buy not a journal. Like a, it's like a mm-hmm. guided nope. one. It's not a big thing. So this is like a free tidbit for everyone. This is something that I actually teach in my manifesting masterclass course, which is like a, an investment to get into, but I'm going to teach it to you guys right now. So <laughs> basically, gratitude journal. You buy a journal. And every morning, first thing when you wake up, before you look at your phone, before you go to pee, before you do anything, you open your eyes, you roll over, you grab a pen and you write at least three things that you're thankful for. They can be big, they can be small, but every day try to do three different things. So your list is like accumulating. And then at nighttime, what I like to do is before I go to bed, I'll write down at least three things nice that happened during the day. Like I saw a butterfly or I made an extra bonus at work or somebody smiled and held the door open for me. Like it can just be little things, but focusing on the positive and writing it down changes 
everything Mm -hmm. because it retrains your mind to look for everything good in your life. Yes. And to focus on what's going right instead of focusing on what's going wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just want to tag on to what you said because I think it's really important when it comes to all of this is that your brain literally it's a habit and your brain needs to be retrained. And there are very, very physical inward symptoms that make it hard for us to think positive. Like if your hormones are out of balance, if you have a gut issue, if you've taken birth control. And so you can't fault yourself and be like, I just need to think happy. I just need to do this. You have to be aware that, yeah, some stuff in your body is making this really hard. The human brain is not designed to think happy. It's designed to focus on what's wrong with your life so that you can fix Mm -hmm. it. It's like for survival, you know? So once you know that, then you can be like, oh, fuck, well, I don't want to live in survival mode. I want to be thriving. So I'm going to retrain my brain to do this Mm -hmm. every day. Exactly. And it all with that whole like one person telling you what you needed to hear gave you the confidence. This is something I've thought of with myself because I battled... um, anxiety and the fear that like, maybe I'm not going to get better. Like, and then that causes me to feel depressed because I'm like, oh shit. Like, what if this never goes away? I have to deal with this forever. Like this sucks. This is just who I am. I read The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein. Mm -hmm. And the fact, when I would read stories of people that I felt were like me that had like a lot of anxiety or that went through like bouts of depression. And then I would learn like, oh my gosh, you did all of these things and you came out of it. And and now like, if you do struggle with things, you can like snap yourself back out of it pretty quickly. Oh my God, if they could do it, then I could do it. And then I went to my therapist and he was always like, telling me you're fine. Like you're okay. Like these are just things that you're dealing with in the moment. Like this too shall pass. And eventually it's hearing it from so many people made me also believe that I could do it. And then I realized, holy shit, it is a mind thing. But it's it sounds simple when you say it mm-hmm. like that. I know yeah. it sounds simple to be like, it's just your mindset. But and it's, a core, mind- it's a core belief. Yeah, and mind hack. In order to change your beliefs, they say that all you need is four pieces of evidence to support the new belief. So like yeah. you believe that you couldn't get better and then at least four people told you that you could. And so you started to believe it. So like yeah. if you have a belief and you realize you don't like it, you can change it. So if you believe, for example, let's go back to the money example. If you believe that money is hard to come by and you don't want to believe that, then find four pieces of evidence where people came by money more easily or where people really love their jobs and it didn't feel hard to make money or where people made money in easier ways. And once you start to find those case studies, you'll start to believe that it's more real for you because everyone's just a person. Like this is my favorite motto. Whenever I think that I can't do something, I just look at someone who's done it and be like, well, they did it. They're a person. Yeah. I'm a person. They shit on the toilet. Like, what's the difference? Yeah. Like, everyone's just a person, you know? If they figure it out, I can figure it out. Like, there's got to be a way. There is a way. Yes. Can you talk yep. a little bit? Of, so we've talked about the law of attraction, but can you break it down for people if they're not familiar with, like, what that all entails specifically? Yeah. So basically the law of attraction is a universal law that states that like energy attracts like energy. And basically it governs our lives because whatever we think, whatever we focus on, whatever we feel, we become a magnet to attracting circumstances, people, events, and actual physical objects and experiences that match what we are feeling, thinking, emitting, putting out there in the universe. So... Um, basically the idea is that you can use and utilize the law of attraction to your advantage to manifest things. So when we say manifest, we mean creating your life with intention, thinking thoughts on purpose, feeling good on purpose, focusing on what you want on purpose in order to attract it into your life so that your life doesn't have to be so hard. And you can be like this magical person that just attracts the good things instead of having to like kill yourself over to get them not just things, but experiences, relationships, people, friends, anything that you want to experience in this 3D reality, you can manifest. So I realized that I was doing that inadvertently throughout my life where I would just feel super confident, like, oh, I'm going to get this job or I'm going to get the lead in the musical or I'm going to do that. Like anything that had to do with music or my career as like a high schooler, a middle school, high school, even college, I always was just like, I'm going to do this. I And I had all this confidence and then I would end up getting the things that I wanted, but I didn't know why I just, but I, but it was like my energy towards it. Then when I switched careers and I was deciding to quit my job and going into health coaching full time, I didn't have that same confidence because 
I had spent my whole life like training to be a music person, right? So I had like all this built up confidence. I had to like really rechange my story. And I think that's why I went through such a severe time with my anxiety was because I didn't trust myself anymore. I was like, what is going on? I don't trust my body. And then I like after I quit my job, I felt like I was like, there's no going back. Like this is what I'm doing. And then I've noticed things come, like the things will happen. Like we, the finances will work out. You'll get the clients. You'll meet the people you need to meet. Like even just meeting you to me is super cool. Like I would have never met you if I didn't move down here and like quit my job and like was doing this work. It's just like things end up happening just because again, that law of attraction, you put that energy out there and it comes back to you. I was going to say my question is, and not to be, I really don't mean to be the Debbie Downer. I love all this stuff. And I no, like- I think it's good that you have this skeptical perception because I'm sure a lot of the listeners do because of- Me love. too. You're attracting listeners who are like you. Ah, so we're answering their questions through I you. You're that. like channeling them. I'm their conduit. Yeah. No, so like when I think back, Nina, it's when you were like, when I was in high school and I like, man, if, like I believed I would get the lead. I would believed I would get this. See, I had the experience growing up where I had that blind, not blind confidence, but I was like, yeah, I'm like the most <laughs> qualified person to, you know, X, Y, Z, or I thought I was going to oh, get I know this stuff. Story. And then I didn't. So for me, like, I think I learned mm. if you, like, I didn't like that disappointment of, of having that confidence and then believing like, yes, this would happen. And then it didn't. And I like, didn't know what to do. So I think that's probably why I'm skeptical because it's a lot more protective of me to be like, yes. well, if I mean, like, it would be nice to have this. If I get it, that's cool, but I'm not banking on it. So, like, how do you deal with when people are, like, really, that like, they're trying to manifest? So, like, I'm going to manifest this relationship or I'm going to put myself out there and have my blog or whatever it is. And they're, you know, they're putting in that work, but they're not seeing that return. Or did, is it just not the right time? That's that's a great question. Oh my gosh. That's where, okay. So it would take like a whole book to answer this question, which is why, which is essentially my second book. So you're going to have to read it. Okay. It's called Why the Law of Attraction Works for Some People, but not- But not for you. <laughs> I know your book title. Wait, is that- Every what? chapter is literally a reason. That's literally the book title. Oh. And every chapter is a reason of why it might not be working out just yet. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of factors that go into this manifesting. Like ideally, it would just be you think things and they happen, which in a perfect world, it does work like that, but only if you're not carrying resistance. And resistance can look like limiting beliefs. Resistance can look like tension in your body. Resistance can look like like anything. Like There's so many factors that could be causing your manifestation to make its way to you more slowly or could be stopping it because there's also the divine at play here. There's also the universe. You're not the only one creating your reality. You're co-creating your reality with your soul, which is like a higher perspective. And I believe that before we come into these bodies as people, when we're just like a soul, we kind of predetermine some of the big stuff that's going to happen in our life. And so that stuff you have chosen. So yes, you do have free will, but you just don't remember that you chose it. So when it happens to you, you're like, fuck, I didn't manifest this. I didn't want this. But really Mm -hmm. like you did because your soul knew it would be the fastest way for you to grow. So sometimes your manifestations don't work out because it's actually in your best interest for you to be disappointed and grow through the disappointment or for you to not get that lead because maybe you would have like been on the school bus to the play and it would have like fallen off the side of a cliff and crashed. Like you never know. So you're always being guided, but sometimes it just doesn't feel like it. Cause you're like, well, if I can manifest my reality, then why isn't it coming? Well, there's a million things that could be blocking it, hindering it or stopping it from coming either your soul or sometimes like God, the divine, which could also be considered your soul depends on how you believe could also intervene and be like, no, this isn't in Liz's best interest to actually be the lead in this play, even though that's what she thinks that she wants. Mm -hmm. So it depends. That's really tricky. It would take a long time to answer that question. Oh, I'll just have to read the second book book, and I'll be good to go. (laughs) I'll say that I remember, Liz, do you remember when I really wanted to move to LA two years ago? Mm -hmm. And I like legit thought you were going to. Yeah. Like we went to LA and was looking for apartments and everything. And I came back from that trip and I was like, I'm moving to LA. It's going to happen. Um, and it didn't happen. I'm two years later and I'm living in Columbus. And I remember I was even applying for jobs there, but it wasn't the right time. Like it just wasn't. And now two years later, I can see that. I was like, 
Wow. Now, I guess if we would have just like bit the bullet and moved, we would have figured it out, right? Like we Mm would have done what we needed to do. But now looking back, I'm like, if I would have went to LA, I would have still been teaching because I, we didn't have the money for me not to be teaching full time. That was before my health coaching certificate. I wouldn't have gotten my health coaching certificate because I wouldn't have been able to afford it. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, Cody and me would have been struggling. Like, and, and all of the things that led me to where we are today would not have happened if we would have moved that early. Now we're in a place where, and also manifesting it, trying to live in both places at once. And I'm like, maybe that's why. Like, it's still going to happen, but it wasn't in a different way. In a different way. And Liz, when Kelsey was saying, Maybe there's like inner beliefs and things. Do you remember the story when you were in elementary school and you sang in front of everybody and you got teased for singing classical? I do. It was haunting. Was that before you auditioned for this part? Yes. Well, okay. There's your resistance. Like you were traumatized. (laughs) So a part of you thought that you wanted the lead, but then the other part was like, fuck no, I don't want to get traumatized again. And so that's your resistance. And that's why it didn't happen. Are we projecting this, Liz? No, but it's probably very true. Yeah. (laughs) And then... That makes sense. And then it reminds me of when we were in college, remember? And you were like afraid to sing in front of the group or conduct. And you wouldn't have liked to be a music teacher in the end. I bet you would not have enjoyed that career. No. So it makes me think that all in all, all these experiences in your life, maybe you thought that's what you were supposed to do, but it wasn't. And it led you to who you are right now. Sometimes you think you want something, but really the universe is like, oh no, 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 no. We're going to steer you this way. You will like this much better, even though Mm -hmm. you can't see that yet. Um, And also another thing about the parts that I was talking about, like one part of you wanted it, one part of you did it. In order to manifest something instantaneously or very quickly and successfully, all of your parts have to be on board with the manifestation. If you have a part or two or three that are like, we don't want that for whatever reason, I'll give you an example in a second, then it's not going to happen or it's going to happen really slow. Like for example, when I wanted to manifest a relationship because I don't like being single. Okay. This was before I met Vicente, my boyfriend now. I was like, oh, I hate this. This is so dumb. Like whatever. I don't like it. I just want to be in a relationship. Like that's what I'm good at. I I want love. I want to connect with people. So I was like, I want a relationship. Of course, all the parts of me want it. But then I did some digging and there were some parts that were like, "Mm, Kels, we don't really want this because we're actually enjoying our free time. We don't really want this because relationships are a lot of work. We don't really want this because you just haven't been single for enough time. So even though I thought the whole of me wanted the relationship, there were Mm -hmm. still parts that didn't. Mm -hmm. That's what held me back. And as soon as I identified that resistance, a couple of weeks later is when I met him. So sometimes it just takes looking at the resistance in order for it to go away which is what I'm going to be teaching in the book. So, yes. I wonder where our resistance is. Sometimes I think I still, me and Liz, we were just talking about this before this call. Like we still have resistance, I think with our coachings. Oh yeah. A lot where it's hard because I'm like, I want my business to move so much quicker. I want this to happen. I want this to happen. And then I do think that there's that resistance there, whether that be a little bit of fear or not thinking I'm capable or that I'm as good as fill in the blank, I still deal with a lot of that too. And maybe identifying that does make it easier. And just like, I know that's there Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Like it's okay for that to be there, right? What do you do with that once you identify it? Your resistance. Um, Exactly what you said. Just make it okay. You know, (laughs) that's the best thing you can do for yourself. That's the most self-loving thing to do is just accept it. And when you accept it, it usually goes away because when you accept something, that's the opposite of resistance. Resistance is pushing something away. Resistance is saying no. Uh, Resistance yeah, yeah, yeah. Stress. So by taking it in and being like, it's okay, then that's not resistance anymore. Yeah. So you mentioned self-love. Like, how does that play into the equation? How does that amplify everything you're talking about? Yes. Well, and what I, if you're like, I don't feel self-love. So how do I get there? <laughs> Tagging on to the question. Girl, you got cold <laughs> Okay. So basically, self-love comes into all of this because when you love yourself, you will feel better, aka raise your vibration and also become a vibrational match to the life that you want. So basically it's like a life hack for getting the experiences that you want and attracting them because you're self-loving. So you become this high vibe creature and then you start attracting more experiences that make you love yourself and your life. So that's why I'm really big on self-love. And also I just feel like so many people, especially women, are struggling with how to love themselves, how to start loving themselves. Everyone knows they want to love themselves more, but they don't like where to start. Right. So that's like exactly why I created my latest course, Radical Self-Love, because it teaches women 14 
very specific daily practices that they can do to start loving themselves. When I had the idea for it, it was actually going to be a book and I was going to call it A Million One Ways to Love Yourself. Not because there's a million techniques for loving yourself. Like no one would want to read that book. It's too long. Be very, yeah. <laughs> but because you have a million opportunities throughout your lifetime to practice these really core foundational techniques and practices. So over the last couple of years, I've learned some really, really nice ways to start incorporating more self-love into your thoughts, into your day, into your meditations, into your life. And so that's what I'm teaching in the course. Awesome. Can you tell us more about the course? Because I'd love to like deep dive in it a little further. Yeah. So basically it's like a video course. So you get to see my little talking head, like as if we're, it's like as if we're sitting in my family room and I'm just teaching you everything I know about self. You are sitting in your family room <laughs> when you recorded yeah, it. Literally. And I've been in your family room. It's such a nice area. Wait, is I'm it similar to yours, Nina? Cause it's the same. Are you in the same apartment? She has um, the newer builds and ah. it's like all bright, big. Well, mine's bright and big windows too, but it's all light and white kitchen and mm. super open and minimalist and feng shui. We can get into that another day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the course is just basically video lessons with me where I go over with you. I guide you through specifically 14 of my favorite self-love practices that I've learned and identified over the years. And we go through everything from identifying what self-love is to you because you have to know what it actually looks like to you in order to hit the target. A lot of people don't even know, like, what does it look like to love myself? I've never done it. Don't fucking know. So that's where we start. <laughs> we identify like what it is, what it looks like. And then we move into, okay, what are the self, some of the self-loving conditions that you've put in place? So if you're someone who's like, well, I'll love myself more when I'm skinnier or I'll love myself more when I'm nicer or I'll love myself more when I perform better at work and make more money. Like, no, we get rid of all that from like step one because that's- So all, many of us do that. That's so many. resistance that we don't need. And then I think the most important thing that happens in the course is I teach people how to see themselves through the eyes of God, through the eyes of source. So like in my universal truth that I have adopted, um, I believe that God source is unconditionally loving. This energy, whatever it is, it obviously loves us unconditionally because it breathes us. It grows our eyelashes for us. It keeps us alive without us having to do anything. And so what I teach in the course is how to get in touch with that part of you, your higher self that knows that truth, that you're already enough, that you're already worthy, that you're already divinely perfect. And that can help you to accept yourself as you are without having, mm-hmm. to, without having those, those like limited perceptions of I need to be this way in order to love myself. Like actually, mm-hmm. no, you don't. You just need to get in part of the touch with you that get in part of, get in touch with the mm-hmm. part of you that already loves you because there is a part of you that already loves you unconditionally. Yep. And that's the part of you that's connected to God that's connected to source. You can call it your soul. You can call it your higher self, but whatever it is, I help you tap into that so you can see yourself through an unconditionally loving lens. You can see your divine perfection. You can realize how innocent you are, how pure you are, how perfect you are just the way you are without having to change anything. So I think that's why it's really a game changer because it's not just like take a bubble bath to love yourself, eat good to love yourself. Like that all comes Mm -hmm. after you already love yourself. Because if you're just doing those things off of a Pinterest list, then you're doing them out of obligation, not because Mm -hmm. you actually Mm -hmm. love yourself. Can we talk more about that? Because I feel um, in my own coaching experience, that seems to be the missing link because you can say self-care, right? Like take your bubble bath, eat well, cut these things out. But if you don't true, if you're not there yet of like accepting yourself and also believing you deserve those things, exactly, it's going to be really hard to do them. So, and I know this is in the course, so you obviously it's, you can't give all this out right now. It'd be too much time, but how do you even start? Like what's something little you can do to get in touch with that part of you that's like, I love and care about myself. So I deserve to do these things for myself. What can you start to do to cultivate that? Yes. So something that I do in the course is I have the students outline, okay, what do you feel, truly feel in your heart is the truth of love and the truth of God. So like God is kind. God loves me no matter what I do. Can I pause one more time and ask you something? Because this actually brought another question to my attention. Okay. What if people aren't 
into the words like God or source or soul. So they can't, they're, they're not at a place where they're ready to hear those words yet. What do you do? Yeah. Um, if you're not in a place where you're resonating with the word God or source, I would just replace it with universe or whatever. Mm. I mean, you can't deny that we live in a universe. So universe is a pretty universal term, you know? Yeah. Or um, like, even if you're atheist, you can still be like, okay, I live in a universe and there's obviously some sort of energy bigger than me, like ha- like controlling everything. Right, right, so yeah. I would go to that if you're not a big God person. But ma- majority of people, I think, connect with the word God or I prefer the word source because that could be, I don't know, it seems to me broader. God is like, has already been ruined by religion. Like God is this like figure right. in the sky that judges you and like deems if you go to heaven or hell. And like, that's not actually what I believe that God is. And so- It, it can just, be hard with that word. It can yeah. Be hard with that word. Yeah, because that word is kind of like tainted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Sadly. Sorry to interrupt, but keep going with what you were saying. Uh, I forgot the other question. Tell me again. <laughs> um, how? What can you do to just start to get in touch with that? Oh, Yes. So in order to start to get in touch with the part of you that already loves yourself, with your higher self, with God's perspective, with the universe's perspective, whatever you resonate with, you have to first identify what do you truly believe in your heart that God, universe, love is actually like? What are the qualities that it possesses? Kindness, compassion, unconditional acceptance, embracing, and this is something you kind of have to meditate on and ask yourself and really get deep and do some soul searching. Once you figure out those qualities that you believe that love possesses, then you figure out, okay, that's what I need to do to myself in order to love myself. What do I need to change in my brain? What do I need to change in my perception in order to start embodying those qualities towards myself? And also in the course, there's like a worksheet about it and a guided meditation that kind of gets you in touch with your higher self so you can start to see yourself through this lens instead of your like lower human perspective. Because in your human brain, you're always going to be judging yourself, criticizing yourself. But when you step up into your higher self, that's the part of you that loves you unconditionally. And when you can kind of channel and become that aspect of you, there's nothing not to love. And you'll see that like right away. Well, and one thing I've noticed too is that the human self, that lower version, I feel like it has the capacity to rationalize anything. And like, I don't know if you guys have ever had this, but I have, and I talked about this the other day with someone, I forget who. Um, I sometimes have a difficult time differentiating between like fear brain, like real fear and not real fear because I feel like that lower self makes it such an even playing field. Like, is this actually a fear or is it like I'm making it be a fear because of limiting beliefs? So I feel like your lower self can really do some damage if left unchecked. (laughs) Well, if you don't realize why it's fearful, then yes. Mm -hmm. But if you realize that almost all fear is just your human brain trying to protect you from like death. Basically, your subconscious mind thinks that change is equivalent to death because it wants to keep you safe. It wants to keep you alive. That's your Mm -hmm. brain's job. You know, you got to try and live long. So when you have fear, it's only because there's a part of your brain that's scared that if you make a change, there's a chance that you could literally die (laughs) or a part of you has to die in order for you to come into that new version of yourself. It's very primal. It's very primal. So when you realize, okay, this is my like primal brain, it's not actually the truth of who I am. It's not coming from my soul. Then it's easier to be like, oh, thank you brain for trying to protect me. I really respect and like admire that you've been keeping me alive all these years with this fear. But in my heart, I know that it's safe for me to move forward with this opportunity. Or in my heart, I know that this fear is coming from a good intention. And so I'm not going to try to push it away or hate it, but I want to pursue this dream. So I'm going to do it. Right. The language and the words you're using are so much of the words that I use when I'm talking to my clients about their anxiety. And instead of resisting it and saying, I hate this. Why is this a part of me? This is me. We identify with our anxiety as who we are or our depression as who we are. And we think of it as a crutch. It's more about like, thank you for being here. Like I'm thankful now. Like, thank you anxiety for showing me how to, what my fears are telling me. Thank you for making me super sensitive. Thank you for like allowing me to question everything. You've been really helpful, but I'm not going to be victim to you anymore because that's when it gets out of balance. I'm going to say like, thank you for being here. And now this is what I'm going to do. 
And this is where I'm going to focus my attention. But you're just, yeah, you're not going to take the reins anymore. And that's like the same thing when it comes to fear. Yes. It's there for a good reason. You have to be understanding of it. You have to validate it and you have to be compassionate towards it if you want to move right. forward in the most self-loving way. And that's the same with the anxiety. And I'm so glad you brought that up because there's a whole lesson in the course about this. The parts of yourself that you don't like, the fearful part, the anxious part, the obnoxious part, you're going to learn how to see the value of them because they were all born from a place of, I need to help this person that I'm affecting in some way. Like your anxiety is actually trying to, your anxiety is a part of you that worries for you before you actually have to worry. So like, let's say you're a person who always has to have at least three grand in your bank account and it drops to 2,500 and your anxiety kicks in, you're freaking out, freaking out. That's your anxiety trying to protect you so that it doesn't drop any lower so that you can always live a good life. Like when Mm -hmm. you see what your anxiety is actually trying to do, it's trying to help you. It wants to be happy. It doesn't want you to have to worry about money. So it worries about money before you even have to worry about money. (laughs) It's a free worry to try and help you live your best life. And once you can see that value in it, you're like, oh my God, my anxiety is my most loyal friend. Like, Right. Oh my gosh, I totally feel you. There's that much about my life besides my anxiety. And then you love your anxiety and boom, you've just integrated that anxious part into yourself and now you don't hate it. And that's self-love is taking all your parts and saying, yes, this is me. This is me. This is me. This is me. I own all of it. And it all has value. Also, I'm getting goosebumps as I'm saying this, which is always confirmation. It's beautiful. Like it, it really makes a lot of sense. I know. Me too. I'm so energized by this conversation. I also have to say this. I was talking to Liz before we started this recording about how I was having a, a coaching. I had a client right before this. And we were talking about all of this stuff. I'm not making this up. 100%. It was all about, because of course I coach women on anxiety. It was all about like, how can we accept this? And also where's your universal lesson in this? And like, how can you get in touch with the feelings that I need to recommend your course? Clearly, how can I, how can you get in touch with the feelings of self-love and then cultivate that so that way you do feel inspired to do some of these like aligned actions as I call them to make yourself feel better. And now we're talking about it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, this is literally the work we're all meant to do here, right? Like is all lining up perfectly. And I love that you're like walking your clients through this and the course is totally aligned with that because it self-love I've realized it's not only about self-care. Self-care is great. Like do the things on Pinterest, like do them, you know, but don't do them out of obligation and don't do them out of self-loathing. Like for example, if when you go to the gym, are you going to change your body or are you going to love and nourish your body? Because those are two very different energies. Mm -hmm. One is self-loathing and one is self-hating on the outside. It look like you're taking care of yourself. You're going to the gym. Anyone could be like, oh, they love themselves. Not necessarily. Not if you're going out of spite. Not if you're going to change yourself. Not if you're going because you feel guilty. So like I have a rule to myself. I don't go to the gym unless I can find that place inside of me that's going to take care of my body. If I'm going to change my body in any way, then I don't go that day. Like this a- is a conversation we've had on the podcast a lot. Like it's all related, which I think is super cool mm-hmm. about every single guest we have. It's like the same underlying message because we've talked about body image. We've talked about intuitive eating. We've talked about diets. We're talking about manifestation. We've talked about mental health. We've talked about financial health mm-hmm. and all, all of it, it all goes together. So if our listeners are like, I need this course, like where can they learn more about everything you're doing and read your books. So you have like different steps. You have another course already. You have a book, you're writing a new book and you have this new course that's launching in uh, this week, right? Mm -hmm. It's launching this week. Yep. It is launching right now. So hopefully listen to this. You can just go in the show notes, click the link and you'll be able to enroll like right away without having to wait which would be awesome. Uh, Yeah, pretty much all my stuff can be found at kelseyaida.com. The new course, Radical Self-Love. I'm sure Nina will link to that, but it's just called radicalselflovecourse.com. That's where you can learn about it. And there's like a little intro video where you can kind of like hear my voice and see like how I look and see if it resonates, the whole message and everything. And um, my first book, Hashtag Actually I Can, The Art of Affirming Yourself to Greatness, is also a great place to start because it's all about positive affirmations, how to retrain your brain and your subconscious and your lens to see life better so you can feel better about your life. So that's available on Amazon. You can also find it on my website. 
And then the course we were talking about earlier, Manifesting Masterclass, that's also on KelseyAida.com. You can find that one. And that is like a 30-day program. That's a beast of a course, but it changes lives. Like I've helped people manifest $100,000 scholarships. I've helped people Mm -hmm. manifest cars. I've helped people manifest relationships, vacations, like whatever it is, I got you. I can help you. <laughs> so yeah, it's amazing right now. And then why the law of attraction works for some people, but not you is my next book, which should be coming out. I don't know when the universe keeps putting it on pause for different reasons that I ha- I'm unaware of yet, but we'll know soon enough. <laughs> yeah. It'll be revealed. Yeah. Just it'll follow be- me on Instagram. Cause that's where I'm always posting about everything. So it's just at Kelsey Aida. And then whenever everything's ready, you'll be the first to know. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I've obviously loved getting to know you in the past few months that we've been friends. And I love that we're doing this work together and hosting events. And I can't wait to continue like seeing what you have to offer our audience. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Yes, I love doing these collaborations and let's do it again. I feel like we could have gone for like five hours. We need to do a bunch of shows. Well, we talked about doing a feng shui show. So that's a tough question. And Liz, I especially love your like skeptical perception that adds to the like, you ask all the best questions. I'm afraid to be the Debbie Downer of the team. No, I don't even like the word skeptical because it has like a bad connotation, but just like curious. have this like healthy dose of, yeah, curiosity. I like it. I like it. So a lot of our listeners have told us that Liz... Okay, so I'm the talkative one, right? Like I just keep going and I forget to ask high mileage questions. I just sort of agree and like share my own experience. And then Liz comes out of the woodwork with like this very intentional, specific quality question that our listeners resonate with. And so that's why I feel like we make such a good balance on the podcast because we both come to it with different life experiences and different um, ways to relate to the guests. Yeah, I like how you guys have two different perspectives. I think it helps a lot. Yin and yang. Yin and the yang. (laughs) All right, cool. Well, we'll definitely direct our listeners to you after the show. And um, thank you so much again for coming on and talking to us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks, guys, for tuning into this episode. We hope that you really enjoyed everything that we discussed here as far as self-love and manifestation goes. Remember that you can sign up to be a part of her new course, Radical Self-Love, just by using the affiliate link that we are going to be posting in the show notes and also that we'll have on our Instagram. So if you are interested in how you can get in touch with all of this goodness, make sure to follow her course and check out all of her different mediums where you can follow more about Kelsey. And as a reminder, as we talked about in the intro of the episode, if you're interested in learning more about how you can share your voice and your ideas and your heart-centered content through whatever platform you either are currently utilizing or are looking to launch or just want to meet people that are also in the wellness space and want to connect with them, you can go to empoweredvoicepodcast.com and snag your early bird tickets that we will be available for just a couple more shit. <laughs> a couple more months. <laughs> that will be available through May 31st. So you will get a discounted price. And as a financial person, that's important to me. I'm sure it's important to many people. So it's important to me. Yeah. Get, save that money, guys, and come to Empowered Voice on September 21st. That's all we have for you today. Yeah. Thanks for joining us again. Thank you to Kelsey. And we will talk to you next week. See ya. See ya.